is going on, everybody? Here we are once again, another week, another episode of Just a Fan Podcast. Just a few fans that know a whole lot about football. As you already know, this is Tristan TV, the man with the gift and the gab. Over to my, oh, I got it this right this time. Boom. <laughs> Over to your right, my left, the man, myth, legend, the closest thing that we got to a professional on this show. <laughs> professional athlete mr steve white what's going on big dog what's going on i don't know about all that but i'm here hey man hey look he he humble y'all he humble but the highlight tapes are out there okay the highlight (laughs) tapes are out there for sure and just below me right here like i said before and i say always it is the human nfl encyclopedia brandon williams what's going on big dog what's up everybody yeah 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 and then last, but certainly not least, again, the chaotic one himself. Call him <laughs> Mr. 49er. That's what I'm going I'm to name him. Mr. 49er. Mr. Chaos himself. Pando. Mm. Eric Wright. What's going on, Pando? What's up? What's up? <laughs> listen, man. Listen. Th- this is this is a, an episode. N- normally, Eric's the one that's like going off in our group chat, talking about something he can't wait to get on so he can... So he could talk. It's, it's normally Eric. Normally Eric is the one. He's like, oh, I can't wait to get in. And he got something to say. But this time, I'm going to be honest. It, it was me. You know, the, normally calm, cool, collected Tristan. You know, you know, I just mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're going we gonna to have a good show. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be nice. No, 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 no. I got some stuff to say. Okay. I'm coming in. I'm oh, coming in right. hot today. I'm coming in hot today. I got, <laughs> I got, I got some stuff I got to get off my chest because this past weekend... This past weekend has just been, uh, listen, I, you know, here's, here's the thing. I'm going to just start. Let me, let me just, let me just, let me get it off my chest, guys. Let me get it off my chest, okay? Uh-oh, he's about to throw them hands like 85 Tyson. <laughs> let me get it, let me get it off my chest, guys. Here's my thing. And I'm, I'm going to start off with this game. We're going to start off with the Raiders versus the Chargers. Some people said it was the game of the year. I mean, when looking at the quarterbacks and how they did, how they played, how they balled, I mean, it was definitely it was definitely worth the watch. Like most of the time, you'd be like, "Oh, I don't," you know, you might have to go to work the next day. You're not going to stay up or whatever, and and watch, you know, the late game or whatever. But with the implications that were there, um, and you know, you know, watching a young stud in Justin Herbert, you watching Derek Carr constantly trying to prove himself to prove that he's truly the franchise guy. I mean, they dueled it out. It was a it was a great game. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, they definitely do. They made both of them made crazy, crazy throws, crazy throws. Now, I say all that, and I'm a I'm a preference this by saying the implications of this game. Okay, the implications of this game was if they tied, if they tied. Okay, tie the game. Mm -hmm. The Steelers are at home. And the Raiders and Chargers are playing this weekend. Did Coach Staley know that? Do you what do you think? Do you think he knew? I I, I don't know. But I want the people to know that just in case if y'all weren't if y'all weren't aware of the implication. If they tie the game, the Raiders and the Chargers play. And Big Ben enjoys his retirement. That, that that was the implication, okay? That was that was the call. Here's my thing about Brandon Staley. 
And I'm gonna we go, I'm gonna put up I'm gonna put up the video so you can see the reaction on his franchise quarterback's face. Okay. Here's the scenario. We're in the fourth quarter. Okay. It's a it's a tie ball game. All right. The Raiders do everything and put themselves in position, and all consensus is that they're just gonna run out the clock, tie game. Both teams go home happy because they had a great game and they get to play in the postseason. But no, no, we have the super smart, thinks he's smarter than everybody, boy wonder, boy genius, Brandon Staley, calls a timeout with 38 seconds on the clock. Calls a timeout. Timeout. And to the disbelief of everyone, the Chargers sideline is shocked. The Raiders shocked. I'm, I'm going to put the video up while I'm talking. The whole sideline is shocked here. I mean, we are we are all surprised. Justin Herbert, you see him. I thought we were going for the tie. So everybody understood the assignment except for Brandon Staley. Now, here's, here's my frustration. Here's my frustration with Brandon Staley. When you have a coach that feels he's too smart for his own good, we've seen it so many times in the NFL. When you have a guy that feels he's too smart for his own good, you are put your team, your franchise in a position where any decision that he makes, good, bad, or indifferent, he's always going to feel it's the right decision. And no one can tell him that he's wrong. No one can say to him that he made a mistake. No one can say to him that that was a dumb decision. No assistant coach can challenge him. No GM can challenge him because he is the genius. Okay? We saw, how many times have we seen it in NFL? We saw it with Chip Kelly. We saw that same situation. We've seen moments of that with Sean McVay, okay? We've seen Kyle these. We, 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 say that one time, Kyle Shanahan. We've seen it with Kyle Shanahan. We've seen it infamously with Adam Gase. We see these guys that come in, and Josh McDaniels, another one. We've seen these guys that feel, exactly. We've seen these guys that are the, the, the coach wonders. they got this brilliant, brilliant coaching mind, and... They're basically too smart for their own good. So here's the deal. They're saying, and, and I'm glad you're saying something, Kevin. So Kevin said, I don't think he cares. He said he's a competitor, wanted to win. And that's his assumption. You are fine with your assumption. But Kevin, you give him too much credit. You give him too much credit as a head coach to say that he's a competitor. He is just an idiot. Go ahead, Steve, because I got a whole lot. Go ahead. I, I just want to just, just insert this. The tough part is, them getting to overtime was a battle alone. I think the Chargers converted with three fourth downs. Yes. To even to even get to overtime. Yes. Like that last drive. Yes. And, and so they barely even got there in the first place. That's they, they barely they worked hard just to even get the opportunity to possibly tie. But go ahead, I, you, you can continue. So so here's the, so here's the thing. So you you don't allow the tie to happen and now you go home after your franchise young stud qb i mean i mean heroic heroic in the game i mean doing everything he possibly could do and all he had all he's left to do now is sit on the sideline and watch his head coach make him go sit on the couch for the rest of the year that's all he that he, he was helpless all he could do was sit there and watch his head coach ruined a hell of a game and a hell of a performance of his own, okay? 
Now, here's the thing. Here's Now, here's who I'm really mad at. The Chargers organization. Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and pull up my notes because I told you I took notes. Okay? So, let me go ahead and put up my notes. Okay. So, Brandon Staley was brought in to fix the defense of the Chargers because he's a defensive mind, right? Okay. Okay. That's, that, was, that was the reason. The defense didn't do enough to help the offense for the Chargers to compress. That, that's why they let Anthony Lynn go. Okay. So, that, so that's, that's, that's what it is. So let me put up these stats here. Okay. So Brandon Staley, right? Brandon Staley, defensive mind, defensive whiz. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the Chargers rankings. Okay. The Chargers defensive rankings for the whiz. Okay. Going through each and every game of this season. All right. You have these charges that are ranked below the middle of the pack in defense. Your secondary is almost ranked last. Your linebackers are ranked last. The only thing you have to show for your defense is your pass rush. And that's not even by you. It's because you have that boy Bosa over there. It's the only reason. You let go of his partner in crime in the offseason that helps him offset the double team that Joey Bosa would have got. Okay? This is, the de- this is the defensive whiz. Okay? You let him go, and then your secondary struggles. You have no corners. Your only, your only rank in your secondary is really Derwin James, who can't stay on the field. You have no linebackers. This is you as a defensive coach. Okay? And now, let's look over Brandon Staley as a head coach, right, since he's been in. Brandon Staley's record as a head coach, he's ending this season, what, as 9-8? and eight? His win percentage is 52.9 since he's been the head coach for the Chargers, right? 52.9. Let's look at Anthony Lynn. Because this is the thing that I need franchises to understand. You cannot fire a coach in position of building your franchise. And we're going to talk about another franchise that did this. You cannot fire a coach that's in position talking of, trying to build your franchise. And then when he's on the cusp of having it together... You let him go because you think you can get somebody in that's going to give you a quick fix. You had Anthony Lynn deal with Phillip Rivers for all these years, knowing that Phillip Rivers was getting long in the tooth. All the injuries that was coming. Michael Williams couldn't stay on the field. Keenan Allen couldn't stay on the field. Your offensive line was in shambles. We didn't know what was going on with your running game until Eckler started coming, coming around. That's what Anthony Lynn was dealing with for all those years trying to get this team together. You finally get him a franchise QB. And instead of letting him run his system as an offensive mind, the way you were, the way he should have had it with a young franchise QB, you decide to let him go and bring in Brandon Staley. So Anthony Lynn, 
Okay, his record, his win percentage is 51.6 when he was with the Chargers. 51.6 to 52.9. Not much of a swing. But it was the defense that was the only thing that was keeping the Chargers from advancing, right? The Chargers have been doing this for years. This isn't new. Ownership of the Chargers have done this for years. They did this when Schottenheimer was there. They did this when they had that whole squad. You had Sean Merriman, Phillip Rivers in his prime, LaDamian Thomason, all these cats, all these guys, and then you just started dispersing them one by one, one by one. How do teams do that, man? They'll win 11 games and fire someone, but you know what? I'll, I'll bring someone We got to make a change. They'll get us 12, 12 wins. Like because everybody thinks, everybody thinks they can be New England. Everybody thinks you can turn the tide and just have this machine running. Listen, I don't know what voodoo witch that Bill Belichick swore his life to or what blood offering that Tom Brady served his life to. Whatever it was, it worked for New England. It doesn't work for your team. It doesn't work for your team. And this is the problem. And, and again, we're going to talk to we're going to talk about another team. This is the problem that I have with minority coaches that don't get a fair shake. You went and got this guy because you said he was a, de a defensive whiz kid. Your defense arguably was worse than it's been the past four years this year. And so now we have to stick with this guy when you got a franchise QB and we have to stay with this cat because you are, you are saying that he's the next genius. He's the next smart guy. He's the next whiz kid in the NFL and we got to give him time. Y'all remember his press conference when he was talking about some, you know, oh, all those guys that are criticizing me, they probably don't really know much about football. No, the people that were criticizing you were all head coaches. They're, some of them were Hall of Famers. D these were the people that were criticizing you. It wasn't the random Joe Smoes. These were people that had played the game that understood what you were doing was incorrect. And now you are wasted. You're wasting a talent and you're wasting an offense. Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. The offensive line's not getting any younger. That defense isn't going to get any younger. So Mike you Williams are, is a free agent. And Mike Williams is a free agent. So you're literally wasting, wasting talent. You're wasting talent. And 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 you have honestly, if you look at the roster on paper, there's really no reason that the Chargers should not be in the postseason right now. There's no reason that they should not be in the postseason. Except for the boy wonder, Brandon Staley. I think he really showed his 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 age as far as coaching. I don't know what it is about these division games. When people just get emotional and they want to stick it to their division opponent. And they just make a bad decision that bites him in the butt eventually. And Sean McVay. Exactly. They're all like this. It's like you got to round all these young coaches up and give them a beating to try to discipline them back and get them back in order. Like It's like the young coaches are kind of running amok and, they, and, and someone's not reeling them in. Like You cannot make those kind of decisions. Let's not even talk about the fourth, the fourth down calls that you were making all game. Let's not even go there. Like, what are you doing? And you're, I'm, well, I'm, I'm looking to Listen. win. These guys want to fight. These guys want to compete. There's a difference between being a competitor and having common sense. And clearly, you have no common sense. Listen, clearly. Man, they, they fought their butts off just to be able to get to overtime. I, like, mean, <laughs> I mean, I wish I had the video of the throw that Justin Herbert did. 
in double coverage, in the red zone, game on the line, throws a dart. Throws a dart to Mike Williams to get them into overtime. He did everything he physically possibly could remember, remember, to first be in that game. The first row, the first row, remember, uh, got them to within nine. They got the two-point conversion to put them within seven. Stopped stop the Raiders. Went down again. Fourth down. A couple fourth downs. The last one. Dart again from Herbert. Just get to overtime. And this guy's come out here. Wow. I, I Couldn't be me, man. Mm-mm-mm. So now we're going to go into the offseason with the Chargers. If I'm a Chargers fan, I'm going into the offseason realizing that I'm, I'm dealing with Adam Gase 2.0. That's really what I'm dealing with. No. I'm dealing with Adam Gase 2.0. And we saw what Adam Gase did. There's got to be like, first of all, with Adam Gase, there's got to be like a 30 for 30. You got to have a 30 for 30 for him. I've never seen a one individual sabotage two franchises the way he did with the Jets and the, and the Dolphins. I mean, he he set them back for years. Sick years. Do you yeah, remember the... Yeah, there's only one guy that I can think of. Bill O'Brien did one. Bill O'Brien did one. I was about to say thanks. Bill O'Brien did one. You, you're absolutely right. And, and what's the most criminal thing of all is they're about to give him the opportunity to try to tab another. Oh, don't don't get me started about Jacksonville. You, he doesn't even get the he doesn't get the call. I, how do you even have that in your in your on your list for for Bill O'Brien to even get there? Did you see what happened in the national championship? I bet you, you took him off the list now. Did you see what happened? This this is, this is my thing. And, and and this this brings me over to Miami. The Dolphins have not been relevant. I'm not even going to say since Dan Marino. When Ricky Williams was in his prime and peaking, Ricky Williams was doing his thing and was keeping them relevant. He was keeping them relevant. They haven't been relevant since prime Ricky Williams. Okay? Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown. Yeah, right. Yeah, one year Ronnie Brown. Uh, With that Brown. whole wildcat, wildcat yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they haven't been relevant since then, right? Brian Flores took a team that was truly stripped down to the, to the bone. By Adam Gase. Okay? Stripped to the bone. The bone. And he said, okay, I know we got a lot of work to do. We're going to build this thing up. And you fire him after after he swept the New England Patriots. After he had a winning streak. He went 8-1 in the last nine games. Went 8-1. Had a chance to be in the postseason. You fire him because... There's a power struggle with your general manager, the same general manager who hasn't drafted a quality offensive line in five years, the same general manager that brought in Adam Gates in the first place and saying that he that he will make the team better, the same general manager that instead of taking Justin Herbert went with Tua Tagovailoa, that same general manager, that's the one that you're that you took Brian Flores when you had a pick between Brian Flores. And Ross, you stuck with Ross, that guy. It's I, Brian Flores has improved the team each and every year, and you went and fired the man that had you on a seven-game win streak to the point that people were really thinking that Miami was going to be in the playoffs Maybe. with Tua, Tua, with a bad offensive line. And with Tua as your quarterback. Two, 
two weeks they ago. They were playing were... some inspired football. And first thing first, if you sweep the New England Patriots, who basically have been the class of the division for God knows how long, even though, you know, Brady's not there anymore, they still got a magnificent defense. Yes. And, and you're able to do that with what he has to work with. That's just that should say solidify his job right there. He didn't just beat these guys. He swept them. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, okay, we beat you the first time, and then you, they come back around, and they beat the brakes off you the next time. It's a fluke. No, sir. He beat them both times. He beat them in Miami, and he beat them in New England. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you fire a coach that basically everybody in the division is trying to beat this team, and you fire a coach that actually was capable of doing it? And not just that. Not just that. They – some of the losses were very close, very close game. You know, it, there are some teams like there are some fan bases. You get Miami, you have Carolina, you have the Chargers, you have the Texans. There are a few others. Their fan base, they have more than one favorite team. A lot of those fans have A and B teams. Yeah, like they they have two favorite teams in the NFL. And because this things is just so bad. Exactly. Like, and stuff like this is gonna make them go hard for another team. Those fans usually have two teams that they root for. I'm just hey, hey, I got a I got a co-worker, man. Uh and he is from Miami. And he's a diehard uh uh Dolphins fan. Mm. But even he don't like watch the game. He don't watch the games. He's like, cause they're gonna find a way to screw it up. They're gonna find some kind of way. To screw it up, I like, dude. So the Dolphins balling, man. They like they at this point, I think they had maybe won uh six out of the last seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they they are playing some great football, man. And he was like, I don't care. They're gonna find a way to screw it up. I said, I mean, yeah, but even if they don't make the playoffs, they're gonna be pretty good the next year. You know, they got a bunch of cow space. You got uh these draft picks you got, man. You y'all, y'all on the way, dog, dude. I'm a, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm telling you right now, they're going to find a way to screw it up. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Juan Ramos. But, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, he's like, dude, they're going to find a way to screw it up. And he was right. I showed up to work. Bro, they just fired Flores. He said, see? Listen. What the hell is this reply? See? Listen. I mean, everyone was shocked. Everybody. It was it was like a, when, when the news when the news broke, Everybody, everyone just kind of had was like, what? What you mean? What you mean you fired? For what? Like, that's how, that's how they treated it. It was like, for what? <laughs> and, right. You know? And then when it came out. The there were obvious candidates that was like, okay, we know he gone. But when they said, if Brian Flores came across my phone, yeah. I'm like, are you for real? Yeah. And then we came on our group and like Tristan was going ham. He was losing it. And I was like, okay, he feel like I feel. He's just a little bit more vocal about it, you know. But yeah, I was like, bro, you know, fire dude that's doing his job, and and the team is trending up. He improves every year. Every year. Awarded for he gets fired for improving every year, getting basically getting better every year. He won't be out of a power struggle. He won't be out of a job. Deserves to be in purgatory until Jesus come back. Bottom line, basically. If you're going to do that, your team deserves to be in purgatory 
until Jesus come back because you just you've been been praying for a great coach. You've been wanting a great coach. You've been oh my God, it's like a little a story. Pastor told the church one time. We'll make this real quick. But he said, little old lady was in a flood. She was in a house, okay? And the, the water got up to her porch. She's standing on the porch. Guy passed by in a little old boat. Says, lady, I'm going to help you. Get on the boat. She said, oh, no, that's that's all right. Jesus is going to save you. Right. Said, okay, he drove off in the boat. Water got a little bit higher. He got up on top. She got on top of the roof. Another guy came in an even bigger boat. Lady, let me save you. Jump in the boat. She said, that's all right. Jesus is going to save you. So the water got all the way up to her chest. She's standing on the roof. The water's up to her chest. Mm -hmm. Guy comes by in the bigger boat. Lady, please grab my hand so we can get you out of here. She said, that's all right. Jesus is going to save me. Water went up over her head. She drowned. She died. But she was saved, so she went to heaven. She mm -hmm. got to heaven. She said, Lord, you know, I had faith that you was going to save me. He said, well, I sent you help three times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's literally... That's literally how that's literally how it is with them. That's, that's literally the Miami Dolphins in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's just like it, 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 it. We've gotten now to the point where I mean, we were saying it, but when I'm listening to you know some of these networks, they were all saying they were like the Dolphins are never going to be good because this this is the stuff that they're talking about. It's like what? stuff like that. What? Stuff like that. And let's look at it from the other side. If I'm a, if I'm a head coaching candidate, if if I'm a head coaching candidate. I don't want to go down there. No. Well, I don't want to go down there. Well, check this out. How many how many head coaches and GMs have they had since two thousand? Because oh. they because Jimmy Johnson was no longer coach like in what ninety nine or something like that. Right. How many how many head coaches and GMs have the Dolphins been through? That's how dysfunctional that franchise has been since in the last twenty years. Oh, and by the way, due to his firing, uh, they're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes because Brian Deshaun Ford wanted to play for Brian Flores. Exactly. He was the main, main reason why. Ouch. That was even a possibility. <laughs> that oh, hurts. You just shot yourself in the foot both times. You shot yourself in both feet. And then and then the owner, the owner wants to have, no, no, the GM wants to have the audacity to say, well, we, we weren't looking at Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's not that you weren't looking. You can't look. Like, can't. we're not, we're not in that, we're not in that place anymore. Like, <laughs> They should have sailed. And they it's just, teams, there are teams with franchise quarterbacks that will still like, hey, let's look and see. Let's let's just take a gander. That was a ball face line. You come like we weren't looking at this shit. You you was a line to hell. I look, mean, look, Devil Devil reports that the Dolphins was willing to give up three first round picks, like two second round picks, and some players to get Deshaun Watson. So they told a bold face lie. They literally have opened the door for other teams to now really take a gander at this because Deshaun really wanted to play for Brian Flores. That was really, he really wanted to do that. So now you've opened, you've opened the window. You've opened the window to make that happen. You've opened the window. So I just, between, between the Chargers and the Dolphins, two, two franchises that back in the day, you love to watch. Mm. You love to watch. And I think for football purists like us, for fans like us, when you see these franchise, uh, these franchises that that were in such great heights before, re, re, you know, be reduced to what we see today, it's sad. It's okay. sad to see. Fully run franchise. 
It poorly, poorly ran. I'm telling you, man. Those teams already had their fans already have another favorite team. Mm-hmm. I'm not being funny. They have two favorite teams. Listen, all those people that were Dolphin fans, they're they're Tampa Bay fans. All those people that were Dolphin fans, they're Tampa Bay fans. Yep. LA Chargers, that their fandom barely exists. They they need to go back to San Diego. That was the first mistake. They need to go back to San Diego. How you gonna relocate then lose? Then lose. <laughs> <laughs> How you gonna relocate and, and lose? Like, and then, and then you're competing. But, 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 you say that, Eric. But the Rams are where in the playoffs? In the playoffs, okay. But They're in I the playoffs. Wanna, I, just wanna, I just like to announce that the adoption papers have gone through. Sean McVay is officially Kyle Shanahan's son. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is officially Sean McVay's dad. Listen, you get beat down six times in a row. Look, and it's not just a beat down. Like you said, like you said in the group, Eric, you had a quarterback with a bad finger. We're talking about a torn ligament and a fractured bone. You had no offensive tackles on the field. Two, so you had four guards and a center on the field. Yep. And your secondary was a bunch of backups, which could, might as well have just been the four of us out there. Yeah. And and the 49ers come back down what 17 nothing and beat you in overtime. And and, and 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 Eric, what have you and I have been saying since day one? The Rams offensive line is trash. I've been saying that since I've been you said, that, you said that before the season started. Exactly, exactly. I said, I said, I said when the Rams lost that Super Bowl to New England, they lost the guard in the center. They never replaced them. They never yep, never recovered. And and, and the and the 49ers front four. Exposed that same weak offensive line that they about to take into the postseason. Good yep. luck with that. Matthew Stafford was hit thirteen times. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Matthew Stafford threw what two interceptions in that game? Well, he the, did. The, the he thing, did. like Matthew, you have to. I, I think I say almost every week. He is responsible for a lot of Detroit losses when he was in Detroit. Hey. Yes, he was. He, he yeah, responsible he was. for a lot of losses. He had a lot of weapons offensively in Detroit. He is responsible for a lot of losses. And Matthew Stafford is showing in LA, he still makes a lot of the same mistakes. But you he know has but, toys. But you but, know what? You know, you know why, you know why I still give Matt Stafford a bit of a pass? Because he had coaches. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, he had coaches in Detroit that said, You are a gifted thrower, and we're just gonna use that. When he was most successful was when Jim Caldwell was there, and Jim Caldwell said, Hey, less is more. Sometimes it's okay to take the check down. Sometimes it's okay to do, to make a run. That's the difference. You, no one ever tempered Matthew Stafford. No one ever reeled him in to say, hey, you ain't got to throw the ball 50, 50, 60 times a game. Know, no know, one ever. And so well, now going over to the Rams, Sean McVay's doing the same thing. Sean McVay, you got to the Super Bowl. Why? Because Todd Gurley was your featured offensive listen, weapon. I'm you ran that. the football. Why are you trying to do this now? Because you got Matt Stafford. You basically yeah. just put him in the same situation. Let me, shot, let me tell you why. Let me shot, tell you why. Let me shotgun, tell you empty why. From, shotgun empty formation. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. And, and, and Sean McVay is really not thinking, but he is thinking in a way. Because our, if you look at the San Francisco 49ers top to bottom on defense, where, do you, where would you say the weakness is? The secondary. Secondary, specifically, not not just the secondary. The corners. Yeah. Okay. So, 
San Francisco is is number three against Tony Yards. They're number six against the run. So if I'm going up against a team that's number six against the run, but I know their the corners are suspect, I'm gonna take shots at. So I, I I don't blame him for that because but the defense stepped up. Now what's funny is is that you know Raheem Morris need to be drawn and courted because you knew he was gonna run the ball on you and you still couldn't stop it. But here, <laughs> but here here's my thing. Here's my thing though, Eric. And I hear you. They've been playing that way against everybody. I hear you, but but when I look at this, and has start- you so they started the season. They they were they started the season, kind of doing it the right way. He was doing, he was twenty and twenty six, uh, twenty seven thirty eight. Nineteen thirty wasn't great, but the 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 total his his. Attempts were low. Then we started going to 41, 48, 42, 45. Like, why we? You don't have to do that with Matt Stafford. You have a system. Pass attempts. Yes. Just a, yeah, pass attempts. Pass attempts. You are, you're basically asking him to do what he did in Detroit. And the only reason why his stats are looking better in Los Angeles than it was in Detroit is because he has more toys. But the results still remain the same. So what's the common factor? The common factor is Matthew Stafford. You Listen. cannot put the ball in his hand the entire game and expect to win the game, just like Steve said. Listen. Matt Stafford is gifted enough where you can give him a couple throws. You just need him to make a couple gifted throws to win you the game. That's I, it. I, I was telling some of the Rams fans I know if y'all establish a run, you'd be very dangerous, but they don't establish the run. Super Listen, dangerous. If they don't get out, if they don't get out of the first round of the playoffs, he would not, he would not be more successful. He would not have been more successful with this move. But here's the but here's the thing, Steve. It's common sense. We see it. Common you sense. went to the Super Bowl with running the football and Jared Goff as your QB. Why would we not go with the same formula, but with an upgrade at QB? I mean, so some of those key throws that we need, like the like the throw that uh the throw that Jared Goff threw in the Super Bowl that McCordy intercepted, if that was Matt Stafford's throw, it probably and, wouldn't have been intercepted. And they had better receiver. They had better receiver. So those are the things that I'm looking at. Like, why are we going away from what worked? Like it's that old adage: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are we going away from that? All you did. It's, it's plug it. It's plug and go. Plug and go. No, because but guess, but guess what? But guess what? And the thing is, too, what makes it worse? Sean McVay's offense, his foundation is the same as Kyle Shanahan. They have the same background because they were together in Washington. Were they yeah. not Tristan? They were. They were. Okay. We same we, founda- we same had off- three three current three current head coaches on our coaching staff. McVay, Shanahan, and Matt Lafleur. I know. Yes. Listen, I don't. I don't think. I think it's a thing where I said it last week. Coaches that are offensive guys that have good quarterbacks, they want to show their geniuses yes. by picking apart defenses with the quarterback's arm. Every every coach, every young coach wants to be that guy that has his young QB that can just throw darts left and right 50 times a game and, and, and just and just kill their opponent. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It, it's, it's an ego thing. That's all it is. It, it makes no sense, but that's what these coaches want to do. I agree. I agree. Let's let's, let's move this along because we could talk we could talk about that one all day. 
because we just don't understand. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh, some of these other coaches. Let's oh, let's talk about um, let's talk about this intriguing, this intriguing one, and it's because we have been um, hyping up the possibility of of, of uh, Jim Harbaugh returning. Let's talk about the uh, the Bears, the Bears of uh, firing Matt Nagy. And, and the general manager. And the general manager, Pace. Hey, so, man, Ray, Ray Charles could have seen that coming, man. Uh, I mean, you're right. Yeah. You're I right. Called it, I called it last year because they made the playoffs. Their OC was was having the play calling duties. My year before, Nagy had play calling duties. Last year, the playoff year, yeah. they had a different guy calling plays. At the end of the season, Nagy said he will retake play calling duties. I said, oh, he's gone because they won't win. And that's what happened. Yeah, and I mean, you, you're wasting a, you're really wasting a, a really good, young, talented quarterback. And uh, I tell you what, the 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 interest, uh, we want to talk about Harbaugh, the interest in Las Vegas for Harbaugh and the interest in Chicago for Harbaugh uh, or anywhere else. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm being real here. And y'all know what I'm about to say. If this man is able to get back into the NFL and get to a team where they give him autonomy over the personnel, mm-hmm. it's going to be a problem. Yep. They people not are not understanding how good of a coach Jim Harbaugh was. And the only reason that that he did not win a Super Bowl in San Francisco was one. Uh, a blind referee who don't know how to call defensive holding, and then also Trent Baalke. Trent Baalke messed everything up. Trent Baalke destroys everything he touches. I mean, look at Jacksonville, okay? So if he's able to – you take that equation, the part out of the equation, you take the, the meddling GM out of the equation, and you let Jim Harbaugh come in, you let him show up at a team like – Las Vegas, where there's a young Derek Carr. He's not so young now, but he's feeling his prime. Okay. Or or a young Justin Fields in Chicago. Well, he could develop that. You remember how everybody was calling Alex Smith trash until yeah. Jim Harbaugh got to San Francisco? Yeah. And now next thing you know, he's in the NFC championship. Yeah. So so you know, like save this career. He's that anomaly. Like they talk about on the Matrix. He's that anomaly that those one of those few coaches that can win on the collegiate level, then take it to the NFL and win on the NFL level. The man's worst record was eight and eight in the NFL. That yeah. was his worst record. Yeah. No, he's gonna be a problem wherever he goes. Like he's, yeah, he's gonna be a problem. They're gonna be successful immediately, which oh, yeah. team he goes to. And then For he sure. has a bargaining chip because he can always say, he can easily say, Well, Jim, we don't want to give you that much control. You know what? That's bet. I'll go back to Michigan. They paying me enough already. Yep. Yep. Y'all need me more than I need y'all. Yep. I just stuck my head in the door to see if y'all, hey, y'all want to come? Y'all want to win? Oh, okay, this is what I need. I need control. I need Vic Fangio back as my defensive coordinator. Yep. And then we, because y'all about to find him in Denver. That's great. You, you got a job, Vic. Because we did that thing in San Fran. Sure did. Okay? Right. So that's what I need. I need autonomy of who to draft, who to bring in in free agency. I just need a GM to make it work with the cap. That's it. There you go. Well, we can't do that, Jim. Bet I'm gonna go back to Michigan. Yeah, yep. 
And real talk, in that Super Bowl against the Ravens, man, before the lights went out and all that stuff, I mean, the, the momentum was crazy for San Fran's way. It I was mean, San Fran. It, they could have easily won that game. I mean, it, he could easily have a Super Bowl title under his under his belt right now. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for that referee. They didn't call defensive holding. <laughs> hey, leave, leave him alone, man. That's, it's going to be on site. If I see that dude, it's on site. On site. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, believe it. Don't, don't incriminate yourself, man. Okay. Stop, stop right there. <laughs> We'll be but, but now, now that uh, since Pando, since Pando went ahead and um, and said it, we can we can talk about the the, the next head coach. Uh, so Broncos firing um, head coach Vic Fangio. Now here's the thing. Now this one didn't really have no controversy to it. Everybody kind of saw this, and you know the writing was on the wall. Here's the thing: there are some coaches that are not supposed to be coaches, but they're excellent coordinators. And Vic Fangio is up. Uh, Hell of a defensive coach. Mm. Hell of a defensive coordinator. And, you know, it, and it's okay. I mean, I felt the same way about Wade Phillips. A great defensive coordinator. Feel the same way about Rex Ryan. Great defensive North, coordinator. North Turner, North offensive Turner coordinator. great offensive coordinator. Just hey. not meant to be head coaches. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to manage being a head mm-hmm. coach. It's a lot to yeah. manage. And you really just got to, you really got to be able to multitask and have your hands and everything, but also not have your hands in too much. Like you really gotta know how to be a puppeteer, being a, a head football coach. You really have to know that. Yeah. So, this was one of the ones where it's like, ah, uh, you know, Vic Fangio. Not really surprised. You know what I'm saying? Like it had to happen. Um, the Broncos really, really, you know, they they've been trying to figure it out since since Peyton been gone. Who really need to get fired from the Broncos for real? For real is. John Elway. John Elway need to fire himself. So, actually, um, that's who need to get real quick, Brandon. John Elway. I've said this on my other show, Rolling with Ramos, which we will be returning. Rolling with Ramos. Shout out to my girl, Mikkel. I said this for years. John Elway is the Michael Jordan of GMs for the NFL. Mm. It's it's, it's what it is because you he can't. No, you can't say that. Yes, I can. No. Yes, I can. I'm a, Steve, I'm going to tell got, you why. I got chip. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Steve, Steve, that chip don't count, Steve. What do you mean don't count? You had Peyton Manning, who still yeah. clearly, clearly, to the chagrin of Jim Ursay, clearly still had something left in the tank to do what he had to do. And all the stars aligned at the right time. For for uh for Von Miller and them boys to do what they did in the Super Bowl against you, Cam Newton. Marcus, I got you. I got you. That was a great defense. That was a great defense on that in that Super Bowl. You can't say the chip don't count. It don't count. John Elway, John Elway cannot find a QB to save his life. Listen, you do man, realize no. See, no, 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 no. See, it's people like you. It's people like you, Steve. You no. gloss over because Peyton Manning put this rose-colored vision in your face for no, five man. years. This yeah. is just, this is people like you. This is why he's still employed. It's people like you that have this whole thing. Peyton Manning won us a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning had us in the Super Bowl twice. Peyton Manning won all these had all these passing records when he was with the Broncos and blah 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 blah. You do realize that John Elway spent a first-round pick. We want to talk about what the Green Bay Packers did with Jordan Love. He spent a first-round pick on Paxton Lynch. We never heard of him. We never heard of him anywhere in life. 
No one ever heard of this guy. But here John Elway. Oh, yeah, he's got the physical tools. He's six foot four. Got a big cannon for an arm. Da, 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 da. Paxton Lynch probably packing groceries somewhere. He's the opposite of what Kurt Warner was. Like, that's what happened. Like, but we are all ignoring it because pay, oh, Peyton Manning. Oh, Peyton Manning. You do realize if Jim Ursay wasn't an idiot, Peyton Manning probably would have never been there. So he would have never had a Super Bowl. He wouldn't even have sniffed it. It wouldn't even have been close. Because his, his starting QB would have still been Tim Tebow. That's what would have happened if, if, if Peyton Manning... And he didn't even recruit Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning decided to come there. Peyton Manning said, oh, I like your team. I like Demarius Thomas. I like your run game. I'm going to go in. Let me go over there and, and help y'all out real quick. John Elway, let me go ahead and give you hey, some assistance. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Since you can't pick a, a quarterback to save your life. The most successful QB other than Peyton Manning in John Elway's tenure is Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is the most successful QB in his tenure listen, other than Peyton Manning. Listen, you, but you can't take that. They, he somehow got him. You can't say he's a Michael Jordan because he had a championship. No matter he's what the he Michael did, Jordan no of why, the NFL when uh, it comes to GMing because no. he cannot find a quarterback to save his life. He, he drafted Drew been. Locke. He drafted Drew Locke and ain't even give Drew Locke a, a fair shake. He don't even he don't even know what to do with Drew Locke. Drew Locke don't he don't even know what to and, do. And, and, and Jordan drafted Morrison first round. Exactly. That's, that's, you're making my point. You're Elway making my point. Elway you Elway you spent you Elway spent two first round picks on QBs that you don't even Elway. use. You Elway. don't even use them. Two Elway first rounders. Two first rounders. Steve. What better what better can Jordan bring in to win him a chip? You I, I, listen. I, I get the I get the GM miscues. I get it. But Miss Q, yeah, he spent that, two first round picks on QBs he that he won't play. Under his belt. That he won't play. It's Teddy crazy. Teddy Pendergrass came over to the Denver Broncos and took the job from Drew Locke like it was nothing. We're better, we're better like it was nothing. You can't say his Super Bowl don't count. You can't say that. You can't say his Bowl don't count because he won it. You can't say that. You cannot say that. He went along for the Peyton Manning ride because Peyton Manning still had some left in the tank and had an all-world defense, had an all-world defense for one season, had an all-world defense, and Jordan and was able to beat ride. Cam Newton. And, and Jordan went, went along for what ride? Because he he barely makes the playoffs. So what oh. ride did Jordan make, go, go to? It doesn't matter. Have it the does. Broncos have the Broncos been have the have the Broncos been relevant since Peyton left? Literally. Have they been relevant? Have they been relevant since Peyton left? Were they relevant before Peyton left? Oh, yeah, they were relevant because Tim Tebow beat the Steelers in round one of the playoffs. It's the most success. That's why That's why they still talk about Tim Tebow in Denver. They still talk about him because that's all they can hang their head on, Tim Tebow and Peyton Manning. This is the John Elway versus Jordan thing. Elway has a chip. Jordan doesn't. How? It doesn't matter. Elway has a chip because Peyton said, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to help you all out. And Jordan... Has he doesn't have one? Why? So who? So who are you going to compare to? So who are you going to compare John Elway? I don't to? know, but it, so the Michael Jordan. Who, 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 who has the chip? I don't know who, but someone who has a chip. I promise you, John Elway is sending Christmas gifts to Peyton Manning's kids every single year. Yeah. He's probably waiting for his nephew to be eligible for the NFL. That's when he's going to pick the right QB. So ten, what? What is that? Ten years down the line, we're going to finally get a, a correct QB because he's going to pick another Manning. Come on, man. Come on, man. Whatever gets you a chip. Oh, 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 oh not whatever gets you a chip, huh? Okay. Okay, <laughs> he, see? You, you can't say he's the same Fine. as Jordan because he actually Fine. won his league's chip. That's cool. 
Jordan didn't as a GM. That's cool, Steve. Or whatever. That's cool. Peyton Manning decides to come over there. They win a championship. How, but how he can't you? draft a successor. Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon. But okay, fine. He won a chip with Peyton Manning, the Hall of Famer, already established in the in, in and, Hall and, of Fame. And Jordan won would never have to play a down. He would have never had to play it down in Denver and was already a Hall of Famer. But okay. And Jordan okay. Jordan won food. Ding, ding, ding. Says they're equal. Jordan won They are equal because they, they both can't pick franchise players. I mean, I mean Jordan, he might have got lucky with LaMelo. He might have got lucky this time. But yeah, John Elway has still yet to find a franchise player. They not win no chip. You stop it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I, I thought I was brought on to be the firing one. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, listen, man. I deal with Broncos fans. I deal with Broncos fans that talk listen, like this. Listen, I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm not saying the Grand. I'm saying they're not the same. One won a chip. One never even came close. King King got the first round of the playoffs. What did John Elway get you for Christmas, Steve? What did John Elway get you for Christmas, dog? Facts, Tristan. <laughs> what did he get you for Christmas, man? These are facts. These are facts, man. Man, come on, man. He won a Super Bowl. Man, come on. Oh, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He won a playoff game with Tim Tebow, too. You want to crown him for that, too? He beat the Steelers with Tim Tebow in a playoff game. You want to crown him for that, too? He actually played great with them, actually. He actually played great with the Denver Broncos. He man, you're going to give me gray hair, man. Listen, <laughs> you, you're the reason why John Elway going to stay I'm in saying, I'm, I'm saying Jordan, Jordan has not come close to success of John Elway, man, as, as an executive. It's a fact. Yeah. It's I mean, you, I mean, if you give Michael not, Jordan, like, you know, if you give Michael Jordan, LeBron James, he probably he probably be in the finals too. If, I mean, shoot, you probably he probably would be there. He probably would be there. If you give him a Hall of Famer, yeah, give him a Hall of Famer. He his team be there. Give him a Hall of Famer. If if LeBron said, "Hey, I want to go play in Charlotte. I want to slow down my life. You know what I'm saying? Just hang out in Charlotte, North Carolina for then a little maybe. bit." But until he gets a final championship, he not on John Wick's level. Man, oh, man. You acting like, man, you acting like. Am I lying? Eric, you acting like Peyton. Yeah. You acting like he found yeah. Peyton somewhere that no one knew. Like he, like Peyton just came, just, just, just fresh. He won the league. Peyton could have retired and never played a down in Denver and was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Listen, he won a championship. Now, the first time, he got crushed by Seattle. And he stayed there. It ain't like he came to Denver and just the red carpet was out. No. The red carpet wasn't out for Peyton? I'm saying he, he didn't get there and win everything right away. He broke a lot of records right away. Okay, and Jordan's guys did what? Sorry to the Baltimore fans. Yo, you remember that seven touchdown performance? Sorry, Baltimore fans. And, and Sorry. Jordan, Baloo, Jordan, my bad. Jordan, Jordan brought in who to win what? Man, come It's on, a fact. Man. You don't got to like it. It's a fact. I'm not lying. This is what come happened on, in real life. John Elway, you need to fire yourself, sir. Get somebody <laughs> else to look for some talent. Do Denver a favor. Actually, this, uh, this is what happens. Tristan, Tristan. Go before, you, <laughs> before you went on your rant, I was going to tell you that John Elway doesn't make personal decisions anymore, even though he's still in the front office. They have a general manager by the name of George Patton who makes the um, It's still, decision. trust me, it's still John Elway he making the ball. final say. Trust me, it's still him. <laughs> he did that because people were starting to give him heat for his decision making. So he put a buffer in place. It's it's still him. That's that's wrong, Tristan. Because listen, and hear me out. If he was in Washington, or Doug Williams did that, brought in whoever was old and won a Super Bowl, you wouldn't be comparing him to Michael Jordan. What? 
if, if, if Doug if Doug Williams did that, or if if John Elway was in Washington, uh huh, and he won and he won the Super Bowl, uh huh, and drafted back after that, when they win the Super Bowl, Steve, I said if he if if John Elway came to yeah, Washington, but when did he win the Super Bowl, Steve? Who John? Two thousand fifteen, right? Two thousand fifteen. When did Michael Jordan win the finals? Listen, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. It's been six, seven years. It's about to be seven years. When the Super Bowl started, it'll be seven years to the day. I'll take that personally. Seven years to the day that they won the Super Bowl, and he's yet to find a QB since then. He's yet to find a QB since then. And Jordan has who? LaMelo Ball. LaMelo. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Wait, before Brandon and Eric, does anybody want to chime in about this? No, no, I think he's covered enough. I think it's that topic. Is enough, so we can, yeah, we can. That was that, that was that was um George Foreman versus um, Muhammad Ali. Hey, listen, Steve, I still love you, but you're crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying what happened. Now, mind you, I don't give a, a dang on about Denver. Or the Charlotte Hornets. I'm. I just. I just said what was out there. I'm sticking with what I say, man. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm flat footed. Flat footed. Ten toes down. <laughs> let's go. Let's go on to a to a uh, another head coach firing that we uh, we can all agree on, um, and that's the Giants. And I know Brandon. Brandon has some things about it. Um. I know we can all we can all agree on about this about this thing is uh is crazy. So uh what Brandon, <laughs> stretching and everything. You stretching the Yeah, go Brandon, you, Brandon, you have the floor, man. I'm a, I, you take the take the lead for this one, Brandon. Joe Judge is fired. And I tell you what, I remember when he was hired, man, you went off uh, yeah, Tristan. I did. Because you was like, Who the heck is this Joe Judge guy yep. who's some um, Bill Belichick disciple, another yep. failed Bill Belichick disciple? I'm not counting Brian Flores. I'm not counting. No, him. right. But Cornell, Weiss, um, Patricia, Bill O'Brien, this fool, and a couple of McDaniels. Okay. This is another Bill Belichick disciple failure. Stop hiring these Bill Belichick disciples. It doesn't work. It didn't, it, 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 didn't work, it didn't work with Jimmy Johnson disciples, with North Turner, Dave Wanstead, and Bush Davis. It didn't work for Joe Gibbs disciples. Cut it out. Stop. Joe Judge did absolutely nothing to be a head coach. He's gone after two years. They do this after firing Dave Gettleman, who destroyed the New York Giants, who should never been a general manager because the previous general manager, Jerry Reese, won them two Super Bowls within five years. Talk your talk. These last five years for the New York Giants, unfortunately – they have not had a winning record above 500. I mean, yeah, above 500, even, even within the regular season. Let me say that again. The last five years, this is Joe Judge. This is the coach before him and the coach before that one. Because they've had, they've had three coaches in six years. The last five years, they have not had a winning record even within the regular season. That is a terrible franchise, a dysfunctional franchise, and they and you talking about strip to the bone? Adam Gates did, yeah. Dave Gettleman stripped this New York Giants team, um, pretty much to the bone. Yes, Steve. Is it unfortunate? Well, 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 actually, well, actually, well, you know what? For me, being a Cowboys fan, I can really care less. But you know what? No, I care because I wanted to. I wanted them to keep him so they could continue to be bad. 
Oh, of course, of course, but yeah, okay. It's only up, so they're probably going to improve with whoever okay. they bring. I don't like okay. that. I don't like okay. that. Keep Joe Judge. But see, okay. <laughs> okay, so hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yes, Steve. As the Cowboys fan, yes, I want them to keep Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge. Okay, but I took off my Cowboys hat and I put on my NFL hat, and I'm trying to be unbiased about what I'm saying here. The New York Giants. Has a, has felt as a franchise these last five or six years, and that's I'm a grand. P.S. Brandon Brandon never takes off his Cowboys hat. I know it's still on you. I see it. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I you know what I mean. I I'm, I'm trying to be unbiased here. Okay. I think. Um, hey, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, oh hey, yeah, go hey, ahead. Go, go ahead. So, so if you belong, you just belong the facts that that they just are not a good team. What happened in week 18 alone is enough for him not to just be kicked out of your I wish I had the video. But off the planet. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't off the planet. You don't you don't yeah. quarterback along. I fully agree. Long, I fully long, agree. Inside your own what 15 yard line and yeah. Some, yeah. to run a quarterback sneak. Mm. If I am a player for the Giants and he and my coach calls that. I'm literally going to pull an Antonio Brown. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to see who can, who's going to go with me. Hey, yeah. y'all, want to go coach, 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 trades. Let's go, y'all. <laughs> yeah. But you, know what? but you know, but guess what? Hey, Eric, Eric. To be honest with you, um, and Jay Glazer said this. He lost the locker room. The oh, locker room, the, the play, the players were done Absolutely. with Joe Judge, and actually, and actually, they were done with Joe Judge before the game started. Absolutely. That just, that just probably that's probably the cherry on the top. Yeah, because I mean you know, because and you you know some people might argue the the, the the point. Well, you know they ain't going nowhere. Ain't no point. To, nah, because yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars went out there and beat the brakes off of the Colts. Thank you. They had nothing to play for. Right. But they went out there like, hey man, we about to, and, we about to give you what for? And guess yeah. what? The Houston Texans when they played the Tennessee Titans like uh, uh Sunday. Yeah. They had nothing to play for. Hey, Eric, they Eric, played them to the final I whistle. That. Eric, Eric, yeah. you talking about Jacksonville? That's with um, your your original head coach already being fired. Yep. They play hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. That's true. I, I, I just I, this this is my thing with um and and you're right, man. I, you know, I barely remember that, but when you reiterated it, I, I remember I did I did go in about um about these guys uh, hiring Joe Judge. Um, because here, here's my issue. Here, here's the issue that I'm having. We are, we are, in, a, we are in, a, in a position, and this, this, goes, this goes dating back to the Chargers decision when they hired Brandon Staley, um, Miami Dolphins decision when they fired um, Brian Flores. We're in a place right now where we're looking at um, these coaches that are getting these opportunities and are failing miraculously, if I could mm. say, miraculously failing. And what what what's happening? What's what's making me upset about it is because they are constantly getting the chances to 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 recoup and to recover and to still be bad. Yep. When I look at the situation with the Miami Dolphins, for instance, 
Okay, Brown Flores was there for what three seasons? I think so. How long was Adam Gase there? Oh, you you see what I'm saying? Like this, this is the damage that I'm talking about. Look at Salah. There's there's people already trying to come for Salah's head over there in the Jets. Well, how long was Adam Gase with the Jets? I mean, networks were were at the point where they were begging you to fire him, begging. Yep. Yep. You know, so so I'm. It's frustrating because you 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 put and 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 this was talked about before. I don't know if y'all remember ESPN. You know, people can say what they want about Stephen A. Smith and all that stuff, but he he really brought it out to light. You put minority coaches in these impossible situations with these franchises. That's when they get the chance to be head coaches. And they still win. Jim, Jim Caldwell. Hey, look, look, it, look. Still look. win. Love look at school. Coley. Look at Coley in Houston. Look, wow, look how Bill O'Brien left Houston. And they were they were competing. When Lovey Smith was coaching Chicago, his worst record was well, he only had one season was like four and twelve. Everything else was like seven and nine or better. With four and they haven't appearance and for four playoff appearances. And the Super Bowl parents. And they've went through three coaches since he's been fired. Exactly. So it's just like what what are you, what more what more could you ask or look for in these black coaches that to, to let them stay. Let them stay and fix because they're not really getting to build. They first gotta fix what was wrong, mm -hmm. then they can build what they want. Right. And that's the that's the situation that they're running into. You're you're talking about well we're in rebuild mode. No, I gotta fix this. I gotta fix the mentality. I gotta fix the culture. I gotta fix yeah. the, the all that before I can even get into it. But even Miami was in rebuild mode, and he still, to what I thought was exceeded expectations. Was winning for yes. Was they almost, winning they almost football. Made the playoffs. They almost made the playoffs like with a quarterback that he what? he didn't really want. It was your GM that that took Tua over Justin yeah. Herbert. Yep. Like, like, come on, God. Like, and this is why, you know, they feel like, you know, we, you know, people that do podcasts like this, we keep talking about it. The networks keep talking about it. But it's because it's right there in our face. Mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record since he became the head coach of the Steelers. And, 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 and still every year, y'all come for his neck. They still be I, coming for his job. And, and Tristan, 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 they disrespected him early this year, Tom Muslim. Well, are you interested in the Southern Cow job? Right. Why? 15 this, years he's been winning football. This, this Pittsburgh Steelers organization is is a glorious job to have. It is. Ain't talking about, about, about go from there to college football. No, I'm and I, I mean I'm not against Southern Cal. I got no I got nothing against Southern Cal. But we're talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. It's one of the best jobs to have. Yes, thank you. Well, first thing first when you talk about Pittsburgh, uh shout out to my boy Mac Mitchell, he's a Pittsburgh fan. But uh, one of the things that, that makes them so great is because they have patience no matter who the coach is. Facts. You know, they don't just – they don't – Three the, head coaches in their entire franchise. They're, they're the antithesis of what we've been talking about all night with, with, with franchises. They're like, okay, well, you know, we made the right choice when we, when we, we, we hired this guy. And we're not just going to just dump him because he has some rough spots. And, and Mike Tomlin has gone above and beyond because he's never had a losing season. Exactly. And you you know, know, so, but and if, more, if more franchises were like that, then we'd have a whole lot more winning teams. Absolutely. You know, and not these teams that are just stuck in purgatory. You know what? 
Um, I remember when Pittsburgh had Bill Cowan, there were times where Bill Cowan had some bad seasons and got and, and um, networks were like, well, is Bill Cowan going to get fired? And they stuck with Bill Cowan through thick and thin. And then he finally got them a Super Bowl victory. But that, but it goes back to Pittsburgh, like y'all said, being very patient with their coaches. Yeah. And they also said the blueprint, I think it was them, the Patriots, since like the mid-90s as far as like drafting. Yes. Uh, drafting order and personnel to, mm-hmm. to set up your team for success, like the O lineman at a certain point, then the running mm-hmm. back and things like that. Like they they set that up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, something's got to give. Something's got to give. At some point, we re- they really have to go back to the drawing board with the Rooney Rule. They need to go right back to the drawing board with that and really set some things up. Give these black coaches, give these minority coaches. Now I'm gonna really say, give these black coaches a chance. Give these black coaches a chance to, to try and build the way they see it, the way they vision it for and, that team. You know, and that bothers me. Like, I see the coaches. I hear the black coaches interviewing for all these different positions. I'm like, Rooney Rule, Rooney Rule. Because they have to interview yeah. black. I'm like. They have to. I'm like. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, y'all, yes. Y'all not, y'all not going to hire him. Like, I, and I want, I want them to hire him, but I'm like. But that alone I should seem wrong. Exactly. Yeah, it, it should, it should seem wrong. How you, first of all, how you, how do these teams interview six, seven head coach for head coach, six or seven coaches for the head coaching position? You, how you can't. Sound, how do you sound right? In corporate America, they're interviewing like three candidates for a job. Exactly. You're interviewing seven of them. One's black. Come on. How do you have time to evaluate? How you have time to evaluate? So you're only going, and, that, and that's the problem. They only going by the relationship. Which which person they know best? Which person yeah. they comfortable with? Which yeah. person is not going to shake the table? And that's what we're going to run with. And that's why we're dealing with what we're dealing with with some of these franchises. And they're forever in, in purgatory when it comes to success in the NFL because they can't get away from that. Um, I just realized how much time we've been on here. Because we've been going in about these coaches. So let's let's move on to uh, this weekend with the playoffs. I just want to talk about one key matchup with the playoffs because I think looking at the schedule, um, all of these are pretty self-explanatory as far as the matchups are concerned. The one, the most intriguing most intriguing matchup of the weekend is definitely yeah the most intriguing matchup is the 49ers and cowboys because that's going to whoever wins that game that's going to set the tone for the rest of the nfc playoff side i think it's safe to say um as far as the aoc that's going to kind of write itself out but between the 49ers and the cowboys and depending how the performance is is really going to tell us a lot about um, the rest of the NFC as far as matchups are concerned. So, uh, Eric, I'll let you take the floor on that one, and then and then Steve, um, the, the and thing then is, Brandon. The thing no. is about this game is you have two really prideful fan bases, uh, and I've been hearing just stuff and seeing stuff on social media. And let me go ahead and say, let me make sure I'm looking in the camera when I say this. Most of y'all are dumb, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to like okay? And I'm talking to I'm talking to the cowboy fans, and I'm also talking to some of my Niner fans. All y'all talking noise, and y'all sound crazy as hell, okay? Because the people that's talking, they're basically saying, "Oh, uh, you got cowboy fans that are basically saying this is an easy win." If you saying that about the 49ers, you obviously have not been paying attention. Exactly. But your, but your team, okay? 
you really think you're going to come in, 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 in this, into Jerry World and put up 40 points on this 49ers team? That's not going to happen. Okay? On the flip side, to my Niners fans, y'all stupid too if y'all think y'all just going to come in there and walk over Dallas. Because for every point that, that can be made, there's a counterpoint that can be made. When I'm looking at my, my playoff prediction, most of these are, are, are just layups. This one is a pick em game. Okay, because of so many reasons. Because, yes, you can bring up the point that Dallas has been playing cream puffs teams for about the last eight weeks. This is true. But they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Have they beaten teams winning records? No. Now, you can say, well, San Francisco, they battle tested. But with that comes fatigue and injury. So you got to look at that. All right. So this ain't finna be no, no, just. Knock down, drag out. We're gonna just run away with this. This this game is going to go down to the wire. It's gonna be a classic. Now that being said, and I'm about to piss off everybody that's a nine as a cowboy fan. You're gonna lose the next weekend. Whoever wins this game, there's a high probability that you will lose the next weekend. I can agree with that. Okay, because mm. because what right now. Mm. The 49ers, this is not our year right now. We're actually ahead of schedule, okay? The future is when Trey Lance takes over, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo played over his head the second half of the Rams games. Notice I said the second half of the Rams game. He played over his head. He looked like a bum in the first half, okay? All right, but the 49ers are predicated off the run. But the future is is later when when, when they start to uh, fix that secondary and so forth. Dallas is playing well, but they're playing a weaker schedule. That's why they were able to win as many games as they had. And they still got some problems. And Brandon and Steve will both tell you what their problems are because they know I'm telling the truth. Let me Right now, they're both B-plus teams. The 49ers and the Cowboys are B-plus teams. I don't care if you're mad. You can, you can add me. I don't care. Pandemonium at, at Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> Play with your mama. Don't play with me. But I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. They both B-plus teams. They're both good teams, okay? But let, let's let's calm all the, all the noise out, okay? I'm talking to Cowboy fans, and I'm talking to 49er fans, okay? Because bottom line, neither one of them are ready to just walk all the way into L.A., okay, in a few weeks. And let right? me- They both got flaws. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Go ahead. Okay, that, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and pick up where you left off at. So, I so I knew the Dallas Cowboys team identity up until the Denver game, right? Because you play bad teams, and sometimes you struggle, sometimes you kill. We were killing everybody. Right. The Denver game showed me that we're capable of being trash, and literally every game after that, except for. Washington, Atlanta, <clears throat> Atlanta, the Giants, and the Eagles. I'm like, yo, we're struggling against everyone except for them. So I'm not confident in in who we are. I, I don't know who we are. I don't know who we are. Um, I would like for us to run the ball more than we throw when that happens. With Dak as quarterback, we've never lost a game. But – I know we're not going to do that because that will only make sense. Um, defensively, I think we'll be okay, but it's that offense, man. I don't know what version we're going to show. So, 
Um, I got a couple little bets out there, but uh, <laughs> like you said, Eric, getting past the first round. If we get past the first round, I'm not. I'm not confident that we can get past other people because I've seen how we look against Raiders, Chiefs, Denver. And I'd also like to add that Denver game that you guys lost. Y'all lost that game because Denver ran the ball down y'all throat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What does what does San Francisco do? Run the ball. Now, now here's the X factor. Kyle Shanahan can be just completely stupid. Okay. Now, this game against the Rams, it was Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 300 yards. Kyle Shanahan is going to Jerry World thinking he can do that with Jimmy again and, and completely blow it instead of just running the ball. So that's why that's the X factor there. Here's the big one. Both coaches have – how can I put this? PG. They're screw-up prone. <laughs> Both coaches yeah. are screw-up prone. McCarthy mm-hmm. and Shanahan. you like – Everybody who's a Cowboy fan, be real, even though some people are in denial, y'all are real Cowboy fans. But everybody who's a real Cowboy fan has watched the game sometime this year and said, what the hell is McCarthy doing? Mm-hmm. He going to cost us this game? With the- what is it? We just lost. And, and I'm going to say this. Every Niners fan has watched a 49ers game and said, what the hell is Shanahan doing? He about to cost us. Damn, we lost. I'm going to say so, this. I want to make at least half of our field goals. I want to make at least half. And, of course, that's not even acceptable. But for Greg Zerline and the Cowboys, that's, that's a, that would be a good thing for us. So, we're going to see, man. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm going to need this offense to play like they did earlier this year. Okay. I need – Greg Zerline, not to miss field goals and extra points. And I need the special teams to block a few punts. Not just this game, but if they um, advance to the next round, they need to block some punts to even have a serious chance. Because I, I know, I, I know, I know. That's not I know. a common thing. No, I know. I know. But, does, but, but for us to get far – and deep into the playoffs, all that's got to happen. And it starts Sunday, and this defense needs to be disciplined and physical because 49ers are going to be physical. They have that tight end Kittle. They have that fullback and Cal, Cal J. And Debo Samuel is probably one of the most physical receivers probably since Heinz Ward. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of defending this guy. Debo Samuel. Okay, I, I don't know if y'all watched that game. But Debo Samuel was about this far away from having a hat trick. A rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a passing touchdown. He missed the he missed the receiving touchdown. If you ask Debo Samuel what position he plays, the answer is football. Yes. It's not you want you play receiver? No, football. Wing back. Oh, you play running back? Football. I play football. <laughs> okay. Yes, he's he's the he's the 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 the, the straw that stirs the drink in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, think, definitely. definitely. Uh, for Debo, um, I think I don't think I've ever really seen anyone quite like that. And I, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying like you know I I know we've seen you know um, players that can uh, play both you know play both ways and players that can play multiple positions, but the way they use him and how effective he is, like. If he was to dedicate to one position, he'd be in the top ten in that say, position. Like that's a I, 
That's a weapon. And I was telling Brandon that. Receiver and he's not even a receiver full time. Yep, that's true. I was yeah. telling Brandon that he's like a Tariq Cohn with like a like a T.O. build, but can throw the ball. He, he's he's unique, man. I don't know a guy like that. He he is. Oh, excuse me, real quick. <coughs> Sorry. He is what the Vi- what the Vikings had in Percy Harvin if it wasn't for the migraines. If it wasn't for the migraines, that was supposed to that was supposed to be who Percy Harvin was was because that's who Percy Harvin was in Florida. Percy Harvin was coming into the league to be like that that kind of weapon that you just right. just give him the ball. It doesn't matter where you give it to him, just give it to him. But then, make but, then but then Debo is also tall, so he's also like a legit number one too. Right, Debo's you know bigger. Saying? He's bigger than Percy. He's bigger he's like than Percy. Number one, but he can yeah. also do some Tyree Cohen, uh, Tariq Hill stuff. He's a weapon, Cohen man. Stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I just see Granny Gregory just not keeping containment and sucking inside. And can you imagine the dynamic of having <sighs> Kittle, Debo, the run, the run by committee, and Trey Lance all stop. on the field at the same stop. time? That's why okay. I say no, stop. stop. Oh my God. Yeah, the future's next year. Oh my God! That's why. That's why. That's why I said when defenses play y'all next year, um, Eric, they're gonna have to be disciplined and oh physical. Oh my! Disciplined and physical because 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 Kyle Shanahan. Hey, Eric, let me ask you a question: Is Kyle Shanahan good at 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 least designing run plays? Yes or no? Absolutely. Thank you. So that's what I'm saying. You got to be disciplined and you got to be physical with that 49ers offense. That's gonna be. That's that's good. I'm gonna look forward to watching that. I'm gonna look forward to watching that kind of football. Trey a full training camp where he's being developed, where he knows the full playbook. Well, he's gonna get one now with his skill set because the future is now. Jimmy Garoppolo is worth 26 million over the cap. If we trade or cut him, we get 26 million in cap space back. Which okay? means he's gone. Yep. And then D Ford, who has not played but maybe a couple of downs for us this year, is worth seven million after June first. And he's gone too. So you're looking at almost forty million to play with. Okay, that's great. We don't have any first round draft picks. That's cool. We'll go shopping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna re-sign our free agents. Mm-hmm. And first, and then whatever's left, we're gonna go fix that travesty of a secondary. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear: not travesty of a secondary. Travis Hill, cornerback role. Mm-hmm. Right. Emmanuel Mosley's about all we got. Ambry Thomas made a great play yesterday, but he also got beat for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But we fixed that, and we're we're like now we 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 fought through high cotton, okay. But right now, like we're B plus team. I'm just you know yeah. we're at the mercy of the play calling of our coach because Shanahan just do something crazy tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean Sunday. Excuse me. It, it just be like, what what are you doing? You know, Dallas is vulnerable to the run. Why are you not running the ball? Right. You know, you know, or, or it, it'll just be something crazy like that, you know. Um, but, you know, if they I'll, – I'll th- this game could go either way. I'm just going to be real with you. And I'm looking at a one-score game. It's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be a one-score game. Yep. Everything else on my, on, my, on, my, on my list, I got them winning by more than two scores. Okay. Everything else. But – like this is a pick game. I refuse to try to pick this game because it could go either way, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right now, I'm looking at if I'm leaning one way, I'm leaning more toward Dallas because yes, the 49ers are battle tested, but we've been playing playoff football 
for the last three weeks. Like we've been in the playoffs for the last three weeks. We've been win or go home. Mm-hmm. That's been our scenario for about three, four weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that could be a plus or a minus. Mm-hmm. One, you could be battle tested where ain't nobody finna come in here and run us, or it could be we're so tired, we're so beat up, we're so fatigued because every week we've been in a battle that we just we just run out of gas. So, you know, that could happen. And on the flip side, Dallas is rested. Because they've been beating up, they beat up the Eagles. Because I, I mean, I got the Eagles like getting blown off the field by the Bucks in my picks, you know. So the Eagles aren't really a good team. They, they blew out the Eagles. They were playing the Eagles' backups, and then you you, you blew out Washington. Who else did y'all beat up on? Uh, who was that? Giants. Like, we lost the Cardinals. Joe Judge. Jesus. You know, you beat them up. You know, so the Dallas has been kind of cruising. Now that could be a plus or a minus. Yeah, it could be that hubris of set in where we them boys, you know, it don't matter, you know, and get 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 beat, or it could be while we're resting, we're healthy, we're fresh, and we come out here and do this against a a, a really beat up Forty Niners team that's mm-hmm. just been, I mean, they've been in a fight every single week for probably the last four weeks just mm-hmm. to get in the playoffs. So it could go either way, you know. I, I can't call it; it's too close to call. So again, cowboy fans and Niner fans up and talking about this is easy game. <laughs> Shut the hell up because you don't know what you're talking about. You need to do your research because it's Niner fans that ain't doing research on Dallas, and it's Dallas fans that damn sure ain't doing research on the 49ers. This ain't about to be no easy win. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. <laughs> ain't about to be no easy win. Hey, listen, that's on hey, listen, that's honesty. Yeah, look at Eric. He said. He's serious over there. That's that's honesty. That's, that's honesty right there. And, I, and you know, you know, everybody talking noise. I'm like, bro, no. You you know, um, you know his disdain, his disdain for the Cowboys. So for him to say that, I just took off my fan hat and I'm putting on my analyst hat and I'm looking at it as an analyst. I took myself completely out of it, and it's like y'all, are y'all stupid? I'm, I'm, my social media, because I'm a Niners fan, I got a bunch of friends who are Niners fans. And because I live in Texas, you're going to deal with Dallas Cowboy fans. So yeah. all of that, I went to school with a bunch of them, and all of them just dabba, 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 just bumping their guns like, y'all so damn stupid. You have well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that's the best way to, to close that out. Like I said, that's the, that's the most intriguing game uh, for the weekend to me because that's going to tell a whole lot. Uh, I think the, the writing's on the wrong for the, most of them. But it is the playoffs. It's It's, you know. Any given Sunday, it just takes one game. Anything can happen. So we'll see. We'll see how this comes about. Um, next week, we're going to talk about. We're going to re- recap on uh, the wild card weekend. Uh, you know, see who won, see who lost, and see going forward um, who's going to make noise to get to the Super Bowl, whether it be in uh, whether it be in, in California or be in uh, in Texas. Um, you know, with the COVID situation, we don't know what's what's going on with that. Um, we're also going to talk about next week. Um, I think we'll talk about probably the MVP race. Um, I think it's I think it's kind of boiled down to the two between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady of who's going to be the MVP. Um, I would have loved to see uh, Jonathan Taylor um, have a crack at it, but you know, of course, the Colts. It's a, it's a QB award. A QB yeah, and the, and the Colts uh, screwed up mightily uh, yesterday, so um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. But <clears throat> you know. 
we'll talk about the MVP race between uh, Tom Brady and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers and recap of the wildcard weekend. So with that being said, we appreciate everybody for being on here. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, we, the, the conversations got heated, so sorry we couldn't get to all the comments, but we, we see y'all. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Um, be sure to follow us again. Follow us on um, YouTube. Matter of fact, let me make sure I have our markers uh, just to make sure. So be sure to follow us on, on Instagram, just a fan pod. Um, you know, we'll, we'll share breaking news updates um, mm-hmm. and things like that and uh, different clips from the show, uh, yep. things like that. So be sure to follow us there. Be sure to follow us on uh, YouTube. And subscribe to that YouTube, please. Yes, please subscribe. Like it, watch it, share it, subscribe to it. Please, please, please. We're trying to get these numbers up. We definitely appreciate all the support. So please, please, please follow, subscribe, like, share, all that jazz. Um, Again, we appreciate y'all for, you know, just hanging with us, listening to us. Um... Like I said, it was a heated discussion. We're probably going to have more heated discussions because it's the playoffs. That's what happens. We turn up a little bit. And with that being said, I'm signing off. Anybody else got anything to say before we sign off? Uh, yeah, just, uh, again, subscribe to the uh, to the podcast on YouTube. Because uh, when we get enough numbers, we're going to be able to go live on Facebook as well as YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we try our best to give you more content. Also, make sure when you subscribe to make sure you leave comments about uh, things that you'd like us to talk about so we can we can get our production meetings and we'll discuss those things and just things that you like to hear. All right. So thank you. For sure. Appreciate y'all. All right. And also, also, like I can't forget this. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in and search Just a Fan Podcast. You will see all the episodes on there. So just in case you can't sit down and watch our beautiful faces on YouTube, you can listen to us in your car on the way to work, whatever you want to do. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, just search Just a Fan Podcast. So this is Just a Fan signing off. We'll see you all next week to talk about the Wild Card Weekend. And y'all have a great one. Let's enjoy this football. Peace.